Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. So I'm coming back again to further my uh, view and analysis on one uh, Renee uh, Wegerson in particular and now Hunter Biden. So I dug some dig digging here and I'm just going to go through this real quickly as far as the dates are concerned. So as we Fared it out last time. This uh, company called Bat Batkus was formed in August of 2021. It is a two-person organization run by Nathan Wolf. as a seven and a half million dollar um, venture capital, or whatever. Just money is involved in it, and it's located in the Cayman Islands. He's the former CEO of uh, MetaBiota, or certainly the founder. Um, this gal here is Nita Madhaf. She is the CEO who is departing in a deal that was made on August 19th of 2022 with uh, Ginkgo Bioworks where Renee works. Ginkgo had been working in partnership with Moderna and also got a CDC contract recently worth 15 million and up to upwards of 61 million dollars. But they were working with Moderna on some uh, processing and um, a process innovation or of some sort uh, regarding the making of the vaccines uh, or gene therapies. So this is April 2020. So we already kind of know this. And she was appointed as the director, new director of ARPA-H. Um, and her background and experience is with DARPA. And... Uh, We'll go to the next leg of this. So Tal Dax, who's, uh, was the chief medical officer with Moderna, um, he started off there in uh, April uh, or March of eight, March or April of 2015. I forget which uh, month. And he um, was there. And when they made the transfer from the <clears throat> NIH, when I say transfer, there was a material transfer. Matter of fact, let's see. I'll go down, down to the next slide here if it'll let me. Hopefully it will. Maybe it won't. Okay. Uh, so, yes. So, as you can see here, here's the property I was talking about. This is nine, uh, nine, uh, 2015. It was done through uh, uh, Eusteppe Charmella and uh, the CEO, St Stefani Bachnell. And Yastepi um, is uh, with uh, Moderna. He was there for about four years. He left in February of 2018, which is interesting. So this next one shows that the 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 uh, the material that was transferred by the NIH on November 2015, the intellectual property. As related to this uh, PCT US 2015 filed on September uh, of 2015, recombinant HIV envelope proteins. And as you see, I have circled here the GP120, which is verified in other people's analysis of what's inside of the SARS CoV 2 uh, virus. There's uh, actually multiple uh, GP20. Um, with uh, uh, glycans in there and GP41, which is quite uh, telling. The reason why they didn't want this to be known is because then people would have freaked out and everybody knew what HIV was. 
and this is again just showing this is a the material transfer to Chapel Hill and it says here to perform challenge studies so that's modeling you know obviously challenging animals so they started doing this in uh, December of 2019 and it was done by Professor Ralph Barrick who are well acquainted with we'll go back up to the final the upper slide later on and this just gives the names of the people that are tied to this in particular and you see here proprietary info and like it says an mRNA coronavirus and this is based upon the same it's based on a hundred uh, page 105 of this document so this tells when he left this company uh, Gestepe 2018 and prior to and then this is a little uh, little uh, additive feature that was added in here. So uh, Rick Bright knew about this particular situation because he was attached to the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response and Defense. And you notice there that this is also being supported by DARPA. So DARPA knew about this project and so did uh, Rick Bright. Rick Bright did a video, or these two were in a video in late uh, October, I think it was October 2021, where they appeared on stage together. So these two know each other, they talk to each other, uh, and Bright was very candid about uh, his the relationship that he knew about between Moderna and the depart, uh, DARPA, and his uh, he he works he's worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with um <clears throat> was it uh path and he came over to the nih i i think he worked for the nih i know he worked for the cdc but he's worked in various uh lo um, situations under the obama administration he talked about it was during the the zika virus in this uh, particular uh transfer of intellectual property he does mention zika in the the upper you know I guess you could say the high-level executive summary of what was going on in it. So here is a, uh, this shows or proves that Nathan Wolf and Peter Dozik have known each other for a very long time. They did a paper, Emergency Infectious Diseases, back in 2005. Um, Nathan Wolf being at Metabiota, Peter Dozik working with EcoHealth Alliance. They're all have been about, about this one, one health uh, idea. Uh, this also shows Nita Madiv, so is now that she's being now she's working with Ginkgo BioWorks. She's changed her LinkedIn, and tells you exactly what she's been involved with and what she was working with with Metabiota. And this is a chapter she wrote with. Uh, and so, these aren't the only players, but these are just an example of that. So Renee Wegerson, um, we know she knows uh, Jennifer Dudna. Uh, she knows John Godwin, uh, George Church, uh, and Susan Shea, who is the, the new uh, person in this scenario that I need to talk about. Uh, Sedda uh, uh, um, Al-Bashir, she works at Moderna. She appears on a patent with uh, Steph uh, Stefani Bachnell that was uh, published, uh, the patent that was published in February of 2016. This is a, a, a little additive feature. So this is the study that involved DARPA, uh, that DARPA email here, uh, the embargo uh, DARPA safe genes release. So this is a resultant study that was published with uh, 
uh, Godwin in uh, this uh, uh, side. I can't remember his name. But it's tied to rodent eradications and they were experimenting down in uh, New Zealand, Australia, basically the southern uh, uh, confines. So this is the actual DARPA uh, document that was uh, kicked off with this uh, project. Here it shows Renee w uh, Wegerson and Susan Sheen. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, Susan had directly emailed Hunter Biden regarding Maisie and you can see that they were they were always uh like I said blocking stealing rebounding score so they had a basketball league and and whatnot and uh Biden was involved in it and uh this is during the 2014 but they know we, they've met they've uh, hung out together and obviously she personally emailed Kathleen and Hunter so just points that out Again, this is a different uh, DARPA project, but this is the rejected one that went to uh, uh, the preempt project by EcoHealth Alliance, as you can see, uh, linking NIH to EcoHealth. And this also shows on this paper here, this was published in 2014, Peter Daszak, uh, Xi Lee. They're also publishing Metabiota and EcoHealth Alliance. And, of course, they did it with the Wuhan Virology Lab. And I'm just showing Moderna and Wegerson would, would know each other, too. Obviously, they did a partnership, but they're now being uh, platformed by DARPA as a website. And uh, this, is the, this is the man who rejected that uh, uh, EcoHealth Alliance uh, paper. This is an additive feature, and I don't hold me to this. This is a work done by Ethical Skeptic, and it's nothing to do directly with this uh, particular analysis, though it does lend some credence to the idea that maybe there was an earlier emergence of this uh, virus uh, that was down in the southern uh, aspects of the world, Australia, New Zealand, uh, basically the South Pacific, and China. And that was in 2018. So there may be a potentiality for that to be the case. Um, and now we're going to go back up to the top, uh, top slide here. Okay, now that we got the basic players in place now. Okay. So, as I discussed, uh, this is uh, the, prior, uh, the proprietary... Information is uh, the GP120 inserts that are HIV. This was released, and Gates just so happened this this grant that was uh, that was uh, given to Moderna. This twenty million dollars was tied specifically to an HIV project. As I show, you know uh, Rick Bright, who was part and parcel to. Uh, the hydroxychloroquine fiasco that wound up being sabotaged actually by him. Initially, he authorized and then he pulled the authorization um, and he sabotaged the Trump administration. Later, he quit in October of 2020. And a month later, Joe Biden uh, appointed him to his, uh, um, what you call it, COVID-19, uh, you know, whatever, working group or whatever it was called. But... It's, it's quite telling that Biden would hire a hire him, but of course he worked for the Obama administration. He's a, he's a hardcore Democrat, and if you listen to him talk, you can tell how much he despises, you know, he just 
that kind of person. So this uh, number here, 9587003, that's the patent number that was released by Moderna in February of 2016. This is the sequence that uh, is uh, at question, it's particularly this these uh, C this double CGG the CCG that was uh, discussed in detail by Nicholas Wade on May uh, May May twenty. May of 2021, uh, he he discusses a whole host of people. He talks about uh, Ralph Barrick, Shiji Lee. Talks about Peter Daszak, who um, I didn't include on here. He was behind the Lancet paper. Um, there's a whole host of evidence pointing to the engineering of this virus, and they know that it was engineered, and they were trying to cover it all up. Because also, not only was it engineered, it's engineered and it has HIV inside of it. So, there's the material released to uh, Ralph Barrick. And, obvi and obviously, these two are connected together. Here's the timeline that was put out by uh, Barrick and this uh, the Moderna gal that I talked about. That I can't remember her name right off the top of my head because it's hard to pronounce. But, um, if we go back, I think I can go back to her. This is where it might be interesting to go into her background, though. So, so in her background, she talks about how she's uh, working with animals. In, in, in essence, she talks about an RNA tool, development of novel method to silence mammalian genes, which considered as a revolution in research and breakthrough science. Evaluation of the suppression of gene expressions of 30 genes involving a different pathways who have different functions. So this is her this is her particular contribution to the situation. But she was on the same paper that Ralph Barrick was who set up this timeline that we're talking about. So this timeline is is actually false because the first report of a respiratory uh, I mean they they we've known about we you can go back and there was uh reports coming out of uh wuhan in uh, 2019 early uh, as early as september and october so this is just this is just laying down a false timeline and of course talk about the sequences being published when they already had the sequence he was already testing against an mrna candidate so this is all this paper turns out to be nothing but bs but you notice there's a Moderna person and, and of course, Ralph Barrick, who we know is good at manipulating viruses, who may very well have done some work on this particular, uh, this uh, HI, the NIH version of this gain of function. So, and so, and it, by February 2nd, Moderna validates an in vitro expression, then vaccinates mice and then vials. So it vialed them up on February 4th. Uh, the Department of Health and Human Services offered full immunity to anybody produced corona, uh, COVID-19 products, including vaccines. So now we'll go to the other side of this. So on the other side of this, uh, I just list here Mary Gateri because she she was tied to, she's she worked for Metabiota. She was working, uh, and this is around 2014, so I could put a date there, actually. She email, does an email uh, scenario right around, uh, uh, around uh, I think it was March or April of 2014. Very, very interesting that the emails were tied to uh, manipulating 
So Metabiota was interested in doing something with regards to the culture in Ukraine and helping them to fight to fight the Russians, which this is supposed to be an epidemiological platform. What were they doing and why were they doing it? Why were they why was she suggesting it? So they're connected there. And as I said, there's a paper here. So EcoHealth Alliance in uh, March of 2018, uh, in particular, um, submitted a project to DARPA that was rejected uh, in in whole, uh, based upon aerosolizing, and it mentioned the whole um, ACE2 receptor, and mentioned furin cleavage sites, and and he specifically they mentioned uh, the work or the talents of Ralph Barrick and Shiji Lee um, being included in that. And so, like I said, I'm showing here that there is a connection. So they're only, I mean, it's very easy to, you know, the, he didn't lose her number. She still works. She's a, she works in the accounts agreements department or agreements issuance. So she's aware of this. So is it possible that Hunter Biden texted her or somehow they connected with each other? It's very possible. We think we have everything tied to Hunter Biden, but we probably don't. And they could have just met in person because she's located in uh, um, Arlington. And Hunter Biden at that point was still uh, available. And what I'm getting at is is that it's not just these aren't just these aren't just random connections. There's history with these people, long history, long enough history. Like Dazik, I mean, he knew Wolf for quite a long time. And then now you have Metabiota popping back up on the radar and this gal going to work for uh, them. And then what I'm suggesting with her, and I just don't know for certain, is whatever her role here in, in this uh, gene drive and other uh, scenarios uh, could be, uh, you know, this is, this, is her, um, this is her end result getting selected as the director here uh she may have helped or provided some uh, influence in the situations that regarded the 2020 election obviously coronavirus was a big issue a topic uh, this is all driven by money at some point or another and that's what i'm i'm getting at so let's actually go down and i'll show some further connections in that way it's not so uh um it's a blindly yeah, I'm not asking you to blindly accept anything. So here's actually, if you can see it. So these were the. This is the rejected paper. So Barrick uh, Wong, who's located in Singapore, she uh, Rock uh, National Wildlife Center, and then Dr. Unidad was talking about the aerosol part of this and how much money they were requesting across a three and a half year project. So. And then you see uh, Wegerson being named, and the first person who talks about her is Jennifer Dudna, who's the CRISPR-Cas9 uh, pioneer. So, and this is obviously located out in California, and we know the Bidens were uh, actually Rosemont Seneca Part Technology Partners is located in San Francisco area. Here's the grants that Metabiota has been given over the years. I've gone through this before. This is more what Metabiota was, and uh, 
some other uh, emails that you can see here. So Ebola. So this was a catastrophic, uh, you know, Nathan was introduced to this uh, situation and the AP News reported that he did a horrible job with it. And there's more contracts and where they're located at in the PREDICT model. PREDICT is something that was included inside the papers that Metabiota was uh, putting out. Again, Black and Veatch, Metabiota. We'll just go down to the next one. So Labyrinth Health. So uh, this woman moved over from Meta to Labyrinth. And it just so happened that they were talking about, this was a month before Ralph Barrick uh, manuscript documentation. What do we know? I don't know anything for certain, but if they're mentioning COVID-19 research, and this was, in, this was located in Ukraine. And it just so happened, and we have these names here, it's rare that you have this kind of, uh, uh, these were attached to a whole bunch of projects, but you have these different names. I might have to go through and find out exactly who, what each one of these people are and who they are, what they're getting. And then eventually Metabiota uh, did something with mentorship. It just so happens Nathan Wolf was uh, platformed by Wire Magazine in uh, June or July. So they talked to him which is interesting, just interesting. Of course, wired is very not wired. And then this is another example, Bill Gates being involved. I didn't mention Alonia, which is involved in uh, working with uh, Ginkgo. So that's my presentation, and I'll end it with a video, but I wanna go back up to the very top here, and we'll just kind of do a quick review here. So, in uh, short, what I'm suggesting is that uh, a lot of these people are very well acquainted. I say it's almost bifurcation. So, um, it just so happens that I, I, I think there's a pretty high likelihood that uh, this was, uh, there's, some, there's some other, there's obviously other people that are connected to this. There's a lot of people that had a lot riding on the fact that uh, they could have, uh, they wanted to move forward with their uh, biotechnology and climate agenda, and they didn't care how they got it done, and they didn't care who they had to go through in order to make it happen. So that's where I'll leave it for this part of it, and uh, we'll end it with uh, Taldax. Here, uh, let me get it up here. And let him talk for himself instead of me trying to talk for him. And I remember this one infant, let's call him Jonathan, who came in really, really ill. Seemed to have a rare genetic defect, but in those days, gene diagnosis was still in its infancy. So we couldn't really figure out what's wrong with him. And in the years since, as I've trained as a physician scientist, we've been living this phenomenal digital and scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life and that it's changing the way we think about prevention and treatment of disease. So here's all the biology you need to know in 30 seconds. Our body is made out of organs. Our organs are made out of cells. And in every cell, there's this thing called messenger RNA, or mRNA for short, that transmits the critical information 
from the DNA, our genes, to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made out of. This is the critical information that determines what a cell will actually do. And so we think of it like an operating system. And it's not just in every cell of our body, it's actually in every cell of every organism alive. It's the same thing. And so if you could actually change that, which we call the software of life, if you could introduce a line of code or change a line of code, it turns out that has profound implications for everything from the flu to cancer. And I'm going to demonstrate that with three short examples. Let's start with the flu. So many of us get a vaccine. Uh, what is a vaccine? It is an injection in our arm where we get bits and pieces of the virus, the proteins, and that teaches our immune system to recognize the virus, and so when we get infected, we're not sick. Now, imagine if instead of giving the protein, we would give the instructions on how to make the protein, how the body can make its own vaccine. That's an mRNA vaccine, and here's what it looks like from the cell. So the traditional approach has protein floating around your cells. An mRNA vaccine approach has the cells themselves in your own body making the vaccine. What's more alarming, a stranger prowling the neighborhood or somebody who just broke into your ground floor and tripped the alarm? That's what happens with an mRNA vaccine. You've tripped the alarm wire, and now the cell is dialing 911. It's calling the police at the same time as it's making the protein and saying, that's the bad guy. That's how an mRNA vaccine works. And for the last several years, we've shown this actually works in a whole multitude of animal models. Earlier this year, we published the first actual study in people. And it, it actually works in people. We took a group of volunteers and injected them with a messenger RNA vaccine against a variant of flu, influenza. And all of these volunteers got the immune response we were hoping to see. The side effect profile was pretty benign, what you would see with any normal type vaccine. So we've proven the principle this actually can work. It works in people. And now we're going to be developing a whole um, slew of vaccines against diseases for which we don't have one. So that's infectious disease. Now, for the second example, let's talk for a minute about cancer. Horrible disease. Cancer has affected the lives of many of us and will affect the lives of many more of us as we age. The problem with cancer at the cellular level is that the DNA is screwed up. You've got these mutations, and this screwed up DNA leads up to screwed up information that makes screwed up protein. And so the cell loses control. Now, how do you figure out what is actually screwed up? Well, you got to figure out the, the, the whole sequence, right? It took us decades and billions of dollars to sequence the human genome. And we've done that. We achieved that in 2003. And now we're less than 15 years later, and it takes us a week. And we can do it for every patient. So now we can go and figure out what exactly is screwed up in a patient, and we can use that information to make a vaccine. We take that information, say a patient with lung cancer, and we take, it, we take the, the biopsy, we figure out the sequence, we figure out their immune system, we, and that all becomes information. It goes up in the cloud into a bioinformatic algorithm and then automatically makes a vaccine that we administer into their normal tissue, into the muscle to try and wake up their immune system.